This is the Ghetto Smart Podcast. I'm your host, VC. We are on episode two. I appreciate everyone that's tuning in, no matter your DSP. I want to be honest with y'all. If you're back with me, I really, really, really appreciate you. I can't even lie, man. I had about 200 people download, listen to, to click on my podcast, episode one, the beginning. If you haven't heard it, go ahead and check that out. But, um... Yeah, you know, I I didn't expect anybody to even listen to the podcast. So I really want to say thank you to everybody that's checking me out, everyone that's tuning back in. Man, a lot of shit has gone down since the last week. I'm not just saying in entertainment news. I'm just saying in life period, deaths, no stimmy, Texas. Man, there's been a lot going on here. I don't even know where to start with you guys. But I hope everybody had a good week. Hope nobody's out there stressing. I hope everybody's out there is warm. Hope you're full. Hope you're high. I just hope you're okay. You know, I can't complain. I want to sit here and I want to gripe and I want to, you know, tell you what grinds my gears. But honestly, I have nothing to complain about. You know, I got a roof over my head, clothes on my back, food in my stomach. People listening to my podcast, I'm a happy fucking camper. Oh, can't forget, got some fine, fine, fine cannabis here that I am smoking on. So I do encourage you to go ahead and indulge with me. Only if you're over the age of 18, of course. Wink. So, anyways, um, yeah, we got a lot of stuff to get into here. I don't even know what I want to start with. I do know what I want to start with. I do want to start with sending my prayers out to Tiger Woods. Um, it's breaking news right now. Tiger Woods was involved in a single car crash. Um, this was Tuesday. And it looks like in Los Angeles, he actually injured both of his legs in a single vehicle rollover crash. Um it looks like they're saying right now that he was at a part of the road where a lot of people in the area are known to speed and there is a, a steep curve and it looks like he hit that curve a little wrong. And right now they're saying he's in surgery, um, but on the way to the hospital, Tiger was conscious. He was able to let the paramedics know um, his name, Tiger. Uh, so, you know, that's good news. There's no word right now whether or not he has been um, charged with anything, if he had anything in his system. I really hope not. Um, Tiger has been on an upswing lately, um, especially with his kid and, you know, wanting to play at the Masters. I really, really, really hope that Tiger Woods will be okay and will pull this out because this is uh, pretty significant. And they're saying both of his legs were damaged in this single vehicle car crash. So we want to send our prayers out to Tiger Woods and his family and his children. And we hope that he has a speedy recovery because, you know, no one wishes bad on him. And I've been raving about Tiger Woods. I've been telling people about his um, documentary that's out. So I really, really, really recommend that you go check it out. It's It's a good insight on his upbringing, his life around people who are with him. It's not a situation where people are you know, bashing his name. It's just giving you accounts of what I saw when, you know, I was around Tiger at this point in his life. Um, that's the gist of the of the documentary. But I do, you know, want to send my prayers out and I hope everyone listening sends their prayers out to Tiger because this is a real, real, real trying time right now.
So we're going to go ahead and keep it sports here. I want to give a big, big shout out to Naomi Osaka, who won the Australian Open. I mean, this woman is on a tear right now. I mean, who's stopping her? You know, I remember when Sloane Stevens was on the rise and up and coming, and I thought she was the heir apparent to Serena. You know, they had a couple showdowns in the U.S. Open and a couple other majors. But Sloane Stevens was, she was one of the nicest female, black female tennis players out there for a while. And Naomi Osaka just came out of nowhere. I mean, who was this chick a couple years ago? And now Serena can't get by her. And I feel like this past tournament was a passing of the torch in a sense. Because if you listen to Serena's post-game post-game com- uh, comments, she was pretty much, you know, conceding to Naomi. It, it's like, you know what? I've come up against this person. And, you know, it's the same result. She keeps getting better and better. And while I'll sit here and I think about Naomi and what she's doing to Serena, it's just, you know what? Serena's getting a taste of her own medicine. You know, you think about her, Serena and Venus, when they came on to the tournament and to and, and they started, you know, winning all these titles. Think about all the other professional tennis players who came up short because a young Venus, a young Serena was just on a tear. And you couldn't deny them. And they're just going to do whatever they need to do. Man, Naomi Osaka, she is amazing. I want to send some love out to Corday. Man, you got a queen, man. I hope you don't mess that up. Go ahead and lock that down. Put a ring on it. All that. It don't even matter, man. You know, you, you got you a queen out there that's that's on top of the world right now. And she's making that dough. I mean, fellas, come on now. You know, how fortunate is it for a a man out here to find a woman who's financially stable? Not because, you know, you want to use her. It's just the simple fact of it feels good knowing that, okay, you know, I got a woman out here that's a grinder. I got a woman out here that's a hustler. I got a woman out here that's going to take the bread and, and try to flip it into something. I got a woman out here that got a hustle that's going to bring the money to the to the house. You know, now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with women who are homemakers and, you know, stay at home moms. Hell, you have stay at home dads. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just coming from the standpoint of when you have somebody like a Naomi Osaka who's at the top of her game. And you have somebody like a Corday who's pretty consistent in the rap game doing what he needs to do, Grammy-nominated, you know, you just have two people who are excelling in their perspective fields. And I just think it's amazing. I love seeing young black love. Um, I love seeing what they bring to the environment, you know, because I'm pretty sure, you know, some of those white people, they're looking around like, who are these people? Who are these niggas? You know, who are these people? What gives them the right? Why are they throwing up? Middle fingers on my tennis court. That's what I love to see. Serena Crip walking. That's what I love to see. Bring the culture into other places. 
And, you know, I just want to say to Naomi, congratulations again. Serena, maybe next time, you know, your greatness is undeniable. I mean, I, I'm not even really a tennis fan, but I, I can tell you I've watched countless Serena matches. Getting up early in the morning to watch on Saturday. Y'all know how hard it is to get up on Saturday, especially if you work Monday through Friday. You already know how that go. Well, if you're like me, more than likely, your body clock has you up at like 7 anyway. But you try to fight it the best you can. For me, I don't like sleeping with the TV on. So if I wake up early, I cut the TV on. And for some reason, it's like a like a Benadryl or something like that. You put the TV on, and it's like that shit just puts you right back to sleep. That's my medicine for the weekend. I don't know. That may help you out for some people. But for me, that's what I have to do. Anyways, I digress. I just remember waking up early in the morning watching Serena play, Venus play. Now it's getting to the point where it's like, all right, I got to have my eye on Naomi. I've been peeping her out. I've been checking her out. Like, all right, I got to gotta keep my eye on her. Got to go ahead and, and make sure that I, I stay locked in on her career at this point because she's doing things that I'm pretty sure she probably never even thought she could. You know, it has to be wonderful when you can line up against somebody you grew up idolizing and you're beating the hell out of them time after time after time after time. I think it's amazing. And I think she deserves all the credit. She deserves all the accolades. She deserves everything that she gets as far as Naomi. But I want to say Serena it's not done yet. I mean, this woman won a major championship while she was pregnant. I mean, if that's not black woman magic, if that's not something that's that's just out of this fucking world, man, can't believe it. Serena, you're amazing. It doesn't matter if you don't win another Grand Slam, if you don't win another major, it doesn't matter. You're still one of the best, the best to ever get on the court, to ever do it. And we'll just have to sit and see if Naomi is up to the task. Because right now, she has all of the juice. So I want to go ahead and switch gears to Carson Wentz, who was traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a third-round draft pick this year and a conditional second-round pick in 2022. I mean, I really don't have much to say on Carson Wentz. I I don't think he's going to be much of a difference in Indianapolis I honestly and I truly believe that comparing Phillip Rivers last year in Indianapolis and the upcoming year with Carson Wentz, I believe Phillip Rivers will have the best out of the two as far as their first year in Indianapolis. Um, I don't have faith in Carson Wentz. Um, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying he can't play. I'm not saying that, you know, he doesn't have what it takes. Um, I just feel like what he showed this past season says a lot about him. It says that, you know what, if the situation isn't absolutely perfect for me, I don't care. If the situation is kind of sketchy for me, I don't care. And I can't get with that, you know. Um, I just don't see how he'll be able to be in the locker room. And men, when times get hard, he's going to have other grown men looking at him. 
And what are they going to think? You know, like when you sit there and you see how he was a healthy scratch for the last game of the season. He didn't even dress. Because you feel a certain way about the coach. Because you feel a certain way about the situation going on. Because you're not going out there performing. Because you're out there holding the ball for a seven, eight seconds. I mean, come on. It's not a coincidence that when Jalen Hurts got into the game, everything just started moving. It's like the, the morale went up. The tempo went up. The energy went up. It's like everybody wanted to get on that field and they wanted to go hard because they knew Jalen was going to do the same thing for him. And that's all that happens. How are you in a division where no one has a winning record? No one. Dak Prescott is injured. Daniel Jones, yeah, he had a good year, but he was injured. So Carson Wentz really had no excuses for what he for what he didn't do. There's a lot of excuses for what he did do. But the way he handled his last season in Philadelphia, I feel is unacceptable. Just as a grown man, just as, you know, somebody who's played football. And when you look at the quarterback position, you look at somebody who you feel is going to be there to lead. You look for somebody who's going to be there and you know they're going to have your back. And with Carson Wentz, I don't think, you know, you get that vibe with him. I know I don't. Now, again, I will stand corrected if he shows me otherwise. But looking at what's going on right now, I don't believe it. And if Deshaun Watson doesn't get traded and he sits out, you really have no excuses. Because really all you're dealing with in the division at that point is Ryan Tannehill. Do I think Trevor Lawrence will be good in Jacksonville? I don't know. I really can't say right now. Um, I believe Trevor Lawrence is going to be great, especially under the tutelage of Urban Meyer. I think that's going to be an amazing um, situation. But I don't think he's going to come out his first year and take the Jags to the playoffs. I don't believe it. I think this is the year for Tannehill and Derrick Henry. That's my personal opinion. That's who I see coming out of the um, the AFC South. That's who I see coming out of that division. Um, not the Colts. Carson Wentz, you really have to show up this year. And you have everything. You have receivers. You have a line. You have a good defense. You have your coach, your former coach. Like the situation is perfect. Everything is perfect for Carson Wentz right now. So there are no excuses this season. None at all. All you have to do is go out and perform. And that's what I'm looking for for Carson Wentz. And if he doesn't do that, then y'all can say that you heard it here first. So LeBron James, LeBron James. I don't know. I don't know, LeBron. Will LeBron get the MVP? I don't think so. It's been a hell of a long stretch without AD these past couple of games, especially with the Lakers losing to the Wizards last night. That is a big deal. 
when Bradley Bill was dropping 40, 50 points a night and couldn't get a W. And, you know, you have to look back at LeBron and those free throws. When you miss free throws in the clutch moments, that's been the big knock against LeBron James. Those clutch moments, it's always either he's going to miss or somebody else is going to take the shot. I, you know, I'm LeBron's one of my favorite players. He's my father's all-time favorite player. I love watching him play. I love everything he stands for. I love everything he does on the court, off the court, especially with his school, his charter school, and paying for the, the colleges of the seniors who graduate from his school. I mean, LeBron is as top-notch as top-notch can get, especially as a black individual, a young black man in America who's trying to, you know, progress and do things with his life, you know, looking at somebody like LeBron and how he set up his team and his situation, it's just absolutely amazing. But when it comes to this MVP conversation, it's got to be Joel Embiid. It has to be. You can't tell me, oh, okay, yes, oh, okay. The Nets are good. Understandable. The Nets are great. I'm not mad at that. But they're not playing together right now. You know, you have KD and Harden, and you have Harden and KD, and then you have Harden and Kyrie, and you have Kyrie and KD. You know, we haven't really seen them together together. So come to playoffs, we'll see what's up. But as far as the regular season, I don't see LeBron having a hold on this MVP conversation. Um, I was watching the game the other night against the Wizards. It was a hell of a game. I mean, LeBron's doing everything he can possibly do. You have no AD. You have no Dennis Schroeder. What, what, what are you supposed to do? You know, he's in his 18th year of the league. LeBron's like 36 years old, 37 years old. I mean, he's doing obviously everything he possibly can. And I understand the bias on wanting to give him the MVP every year because he deserves it. And I'm not sitting here saying he doesn't, but I'm a realist. You know, and I don't think just because he's LeBron James, he deserves the MVP. When you're looking at other players around the league who are actually carrying their teams and they don't. I mean, look at Joel Embiid. He has a fucking point guard who won't shoot a three-pointer. I mean, come on, giving him no spacing. No spacing at all. And he won't shoot it. He won't. It doesn't matter. He doesn't care. I mean, I love Ben Simmons, great player, but come on, man. Like, what Like, what the fuck are we doing? You're getting $100 million to do layups and little jump shots? I can do that. All right, I probably can't do that. I'm just talking a little shit. Don't whoop my ass when you see me, Ben Simmons. You're way taller than me. But anyways, I think Joel Embiid deserves the MVP as of right now. Maybe the Lakers turn things around. I'm not sure. But I feel like the Lakers um, will be in the playoffs. I think, you know, they'll they'll probably end up in the finals again. But when it comes to this MVP race, I think Joel Embiid has that locked up right now. I want to send my prayers out to everyone out in Texas. It's been a crazy-ass week going on out there. I'm not sure if you've been paying attention, but... Man, people are going through it right now. It's a real serious situation. 
want to send my prayers out to everybody. I want to send a ben, big fuck you out to Ted Cruz. Senator Ted Cruz. Fucking coward. I, I don't understand it. You know, just... On my last pod, I, I, I talked about how I felt about, you know, leadership and elected officials. But for Ted Cruz to turn around and take his ass to Cancun, like, give me a fucking break. You know, I, I just, I can't stand it with these people anymore. They're, they're just, it's just no, they don't care. The whites just don't care. You have mayors coming out saying that, you know, only the strong will survive and people shouldn't expect the government to help them when they're in a time of need. I mean, who the fuck are these people? You know, and part of me, you know, I feel really, really, really bad for what's going on in Texas. But then, you know, when you turn around and you look at things and you look at how leadership is is handling the situation... What? You you don't feel bad. Because you elected these people. You decided to go and put your vote towards somebody that when crisis happens, when a situation happens and your life may be on the line, your senator is going to go to fucking Mexico. It's funny. Cruz would go to Mexico to get away from a situation that doesn't suit him or his family. But yet you're against other people who do the same thing. Now, I'm I'm not the one to say, yes, everyone is should just come over our borders. Of course not. You know, there are, are proper precautions and and plans and and things set in place for people to come over you know, immigrants and things of that nature. I just find it funny that even when people are trying to do things the right way, you have people like Ted Cruz who are locked them up, kick them out. But yet, as soon as your power gets cut off, as soon as your kids get inconvenienced, you want to go to Cancun and say you had to drop your family off. I mean, come on, give me a break. I mean, this dude is walking around in the airport taking a public plane, a commercial flight. When you can just get on, you can charter a jet. Hey, you know what? Hey, get the G5 ready. We're going to fly down. Nobody has to know. But it's just the blatancy of these people where they don't care anymore. They're letting you see their true colors. They're letting you see, hey, look, this is how we going to do. This is how we rocking right here. This is not a problem. And I think it's fucked up. I think it's fucked up, but us as people, we give them the liberty to do these things. We give Ted Cruz the liberty to feel that, you know what? Hey, Texans are, you know, pipes are busting and water's cut off, power's cut off. Shit. I'm going to go on vacation. I'm not waiting on a stimulus check. I'm not waiting on assistance from the government. Hell, my lights ain't even off. But you know what? I'm going to leave just because I can. And that's fucked up. Now, 
you may have a different opinion. That's okay. That's fine. You're allowed to. But you're listening to the Ghetto Smart Podcast. And this is where me, VC, I get to say how I feel. And it's fuck Ted Cruz. And everyone in our government like him. And if you voted for him, well, guess what? Fuck you too. I don't have a problem with how you feel about me right now. I'm not big on politics. I really don't care to talk politics. That's two things I keep to myself. Politics and religion. Now, I'll talk about the shit that's going on in politics. But my personal politics, I'll leave to myself. Now, if you don't vote, don't say shit. So if you're sitting out there right now and you're feeling a certain way about what I'm saying, if you didn't vote, shut the fuck up. All right. You have no opinion in this. If you didn't vote, you have no opinion on this. You may beg to differ, but I don't. Now we've got to talk about this Governor Cuomo situation. It seems here that Andrew Cuomo Cuomo has been pleading with lawmakers for support and even threatening political retribution against Democrats who have criticized him in an, in an aggressive effort to contain political fallout from revelations that his administration had concealed the full extent of nursing home related deaths during the COVID pandemic. So they're pretty much saying that over 50% of the deaths that he was reporting from nursing homes were, were 50% lower than what the numbers actually were. That's what's coming out of right now of the New York Times. This is alarming. If you go back just about a year ago, Governor Cuomo was leading the charge on coronavirus. And he's all over the television. We're going to take a stand. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. And now it's coming out that, one, you're threatening people if they don't support you. And two, you're lying about the death tolls in which you were bringing COVID patients into the nursing home, bringing COVID into your nursing homes, and then lying about the people who were dying from COVID. I don't care what party you're on, what party you support, who you voted for. That's unacceptable. And it just goes to show how quickly you can build up an image. You can build up something. And it just comes crashing down just that quick. Now, do I think he lied that much? Hey, we have to wait for all the facts to come out. I really can't say personally. But the evidence does not look good towards Governor Cuomo right now. And I'm seeing that CNN has banned his brother from interviewing him 
Why would you let his why would you let the governor's brother interview him? How is that a non-biased interview? That's like me going to interview my mother on a serious topic. I'm going to ask her all the softball questions where I get just enough out of you, but it's just enough for you to look good. Where you can still give me a little bit of facts, but I can make you look good. Like, what kind of shit is that? But see, that shit goes over people's heads because you know why? Governor Cuomo's out here saying, I'm doing this for New York. I'm doing this for the people. I'm doing this for my city. And you're sitting here leading people on and lying. And it's sad. Because when you think about the thousands and thousands of people who have perished due to this virus. And you're lying about it. You have families out there. Who are trying to figure out what's going on. And then you have this news coming out. But then you'll have him running around. Hey, vote for me. Vote for me. I'll do what I need for you. That's what's wrong with our society. That's what's wrong with our politicians. That money and the power. It'll make you do some fucked up things, man. I hope they get to the bottom of this quick. I hope they they go ahead and take care of this quickly for all the families involved. It's the right thing to do. Now, for your weekly STEMI update, the House Budget Committee voted Monday to advance President Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion relief package, setting up the legislation aimed at fighting the COVID-19 pandemic and its economic fallout to go to the House floor for a vote later this week. The package includes direct aid to small businesses, $1,400 direct checks to Americans making less than $75,000 annually, an increase in the child tax credit, direct funding to state and local governments, and more money for a vaccine distribution. The bill also includes funding for schools, both at the secondary and higher education level. So in a nutshell, people, your money is not on the way just yet. So, man, just hold on. Just hold on. I know it's hard out there. There's some people that's just that's on their last leg. You know, they have all the extensions given to them possible, you know, and you have our government officials just out here literally playing with people's lives, playing with Americans' lives. And it just baffles me how we just sit back and we just wait. We just wait for it, you know. These people, the way they're going, it may be April, it may be May. You know, you have people who haven't paid their rent since November, December. But you're encouraging people to go, hey, you know what? Go get your taxes done. Because you know why? If you had a child, go get your taxes. You're going to you're gonna get more money back anyway, so you'll have that money. And then you'll get more money with the stimulus check. 
I don't know. That doesn't sit right with me. I think they need to hurry up and pass this for the people. I'm fortunate enough to where I'm not depending on a stimulus check. That's not a brag. Um, that's not to shit on anybody. Um, it's just me being thankful for the position that I currently am right now in life. Where I could be doing a lot better, but I could be doing a hell of a lot worse. And that's the mindset to have. I could be doing way worse than what I'm doing now. You know what? You may be behind in your bills. But you know what? Thank God you have what you need right now. Everything else will play out. Everything else will work its way out. That's my honest belief. That's how I go through tough situations. No matter how tough it is. I've been in situations where I didn't know where my next meal was coming. I've been in situations where I've almost been homeless. I've been in situations where I've had to sleep in a car. I know how it feels. I know when you're sitting there and you're like, damn, I got $10. Do I get something to eat? Do I put a couple dollars in my gas tank so I can get to work? What do I do? I got to go eight days with $10. Some days you have no money and you need gas. You need food. Fuck the internet. We ain't worried about that, man. Hook that antenna up. Let's get them basic channels. Fuck the phone. Shit, you can extend that out. We not worried about that. But if you like me, it's hard to ask. You have to learn to ask. You have to learn how to put your hand down and say, please, please help me. It took me a while to understand that. I was the type of person, it didn't matter what I was going through. I mean, stressed out, hair falling out, didn't know what was going to happen within the next couple hours. But I always managed to find a way. And that's one thing I appreciate about the struggle. Because when you go through the struggle, it forces you to think a different way. It forces you to put your mind in a different in a different atmosphere. It makes you get out of your comfort zone. Make something out of nothing. Think of a plan. Think of a path. Think of a way to execute. Try something you never tried before. Does it work out all the time? No, not at all. But the point I'm trying to make is you have to learn how to put your hand out and say, please help me. You have some people right now that's like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not asking for help. Hopefully they give me that stimmy check. Hopefully I get that stimmy check as soon as possible. Don't do that. Don't do that, homie. Don't do that, miss. Ask for help. It's okay. It's okay. 
And this this diatribe that I'm on right now, this is specifically for the people who who don't ask for help, but who always offer the help. You never ask for help. But if anybody needs anything, you right there. You right there. You'll drop everything. I got you. What you need. But then you ask yourself. Who do, who do I go to? Because everybody that I could possibly go to comes to me. So where what are we doing? And that's how you cut off a lot of relationships. Or at least I have. Because I sit there and I look and I say, you know what? This isn't symbiotic. For all my non-science people out there, symbiotic relationship is, you know, you have two things that are pretty much using each other and are, and, and are benefiting. That's not... That's not what most of my relationships were. Most of my relationships were a situation where people see me doing okay. They see me doing fine. You know, I never, you know, I, I'm never one to, to ball out. You know, I just, you know, make sure I have the essentials and I keep it moving. And I'm the one that always has people, you know, hey, can I get $20 here? Can I get $10 here? Can I get $7 here? Fine, no problem. I got you. It's all love. You family. Don't worry about it. But then that 20 turns into another 10. And that 10 turns into a 5. And that 5 turns into 7. And that 7 turns into another 10. And that 10 10 turns into 12. And it's just a cycle that just keeps going and going and going and going. But it's just a sense of, you know, for me, always wanting to be there for somebody. What do you do? You don't want to say no. But then again, it makes you ask, what makes you think that I have this? You ever wanted to ask somebody that you you you, you ever had a, a family member or somebody who always asked you for money? And you just want to say, what make you think I always got what you asking for when you can't even produce what you're asking for? So if I came to you and said, hey, yo, you got a hundred dollars I can hold right now. Nine times out of ten, well, I would say nine and a half times out of ten, you won't have it. But you would expect me to have it. Where does that expectation come from? And that's my issue. And I say all that to say this. Having that attitude for me, it not only resulted in a lot of lost relationships, but it made me realize that Just because you don't need people, it doesn't mean that if they need you, it's a problem. No matter how how many times they hit you up, you might have somebody hit you up every week and say, yo, yo, you got $5 I can hold, bro, I'm going to pay you back, I promise, I'm going to pay you back. Every, Every Thursday, $5. You know? You, it's nothing wrong with that. It took me a while, took a lot of maturing because I, I, I work, I'm the type of person I work hard for my money. I'm the type of person where when, when I put, if I'm getting paid for something, 
I'm giving I'm giving quality. So that means I'm putting in time, I'm putting in effort. So I don't just waste my money. And if I know you're out here smoking weed and drinking alcohol and smoking cigarettes, I'm going to be less reluctant to give you money. Now, that may just be me. You know, I'm, I can't speak for all my listeners out there. You may be the type of person where if somebody comes to you and they may owe you $200 and they say, hey, you know what? Hey, I really need 50 and I swear I'll give you 250 back when I get paid. Some of y'all will be like, hey, okay, no problem. You know, give it, give it back when you got it. There's nothing wrong with that. What I'm saying is don't be like me. Don't be that person. It's okay. It's okay to be the support. It's okay. Now, that doesn't mean that you always have to give. But what I'm saying is for me, every time I gave, it would be with a grudge. And when I say it's with a grudge, it's like a, I know, I, I, you, you know you owe me. You know you owe me. And it's again, and I'm just keeping a bank in my head. A bank in my head. And once the, the number gets to a certain point, it's like, well, I know you can't pay it back. So I'm not going to give you anymore. Because now I'm looking like, damn, I done gave you $600 in about three months. Like, you know what I could have did with $600? Uh, I could have done a lot of stuff with $600. Besides, we give it to somebody. But what I'm trying to say is, I was, I thought that way because I didn't know how to put my hand down and ask for help. I felt a certain way towards certain people for asking for help because subconsciously, I wish I had that in me. I wish I knew how to say, hey, I need help. Can you please help me with this? Can you please help me? And I'm going to get off this topic. Um, I didn't mean to go off on that tangent, man. This weed is good and just got me in my mind right now. But the moral of the story I was saying is for all my people out there, who don't know how to ask for help in this time, in this crisis, in this pandemic that we're currently in, don't be afraid to put your hand out. Don't be afraid to say, please help me. Don't be afraid to say, hey, man, I just need a little assistance right now until I get myself going. Because that one little action can save you a lot of stress, can provide you a lot more sleep, And you'll have a whole different demeanor about how you go through your day because you're not thinking about something so simple as a $30 bill where all you had to do is say, hey, cousin, you got $30 I can hold, you know, forget about what somebody will think. At that moment in time, it's, you know what, you learn how to say, hey, please help me. And that's that's what this is all about. In the times that we're in today where we need people more than ever, you never know what somebody else is going through. 
but you know what you're going through. And don't be ashamed and don't be afraid to put your hand out and say, please help me. So I want to give a big shout out to New Jersey. I will be there as soon as y'all get those dispensaries up and running. On Monday, New Jersey became the 13th state to legalize marijuana as Governor Phil Murphy signed into law three bills to legalize weed in New Jersey. This is a happy, happy day for weed connoisseurs such as myself. I love weed. <laughs> oh my God, I do. I can't, I can't explain it. You know how people, you know, scrapbook or, you know, people hike for fun or people might draw for fun. I smoke weed. I smoke different type of weeds. I like the different textures. I like the different smells, the different colors, the different highs you get. It's it's just amazing. And to constantly see state after state after state after state legalize, this is something as a teenager I always thought was possible. But to see it actually happening and to, to go to some of these states like Vegas and California and Washington to be able to experience just carefree cannabis smoking it's amazing and I am personally ready for this to go ahead and dip into the the bible belt please come on south states southern states wink wink shit y'all tripping man I mean in certain states in the south you can have the the oils um, like the vape pens but for the most part, you know, no flour. Um, I personally like to grow my cannabis. So legalization is something that's very, 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 very important. Because, hey, who wouldn't want to grow their own weed? You know, you want to grow your own fruits, grow your own vegetables, grow your own smoke. Keep it all organic. Shout out to Larry June. Okay, let me see what else I got for y'all fools. Music. Yo, I want to give a big shout out to Currency. Currency the Hot Spitter. Spitter Andretti. I mean, Collection Agency drops this Friday. I mean, this is a Currency appreciation moment. We love them. Jet life to the next life. I'm a huge fan. Currency is the type of person where you, I wouldn't be mad if my teenage son listened to Currency. It's the, the message. If you don't listen to Currency, that is one rapper. If you're in the rap, that's one rapper I really, really encourage you to listen to. I mean, he's the type of person where you can take his raps and apply it to your life. Not literally. You take the hustle message from his raps and you apply it to your hustle. Whatever your hustle may be. If you Uber or if you work at Target or if you work at McDonald's, you know what I'm saying? If you flipping burgers, 
he make that music to make you want to flip a hundred burgers every day. Just cause, nigga, that's my hustle. It's what I do. You come, you come to McDonald's cause I'm making a motherfucking burger. You know my shift. That's what currency does. He's that nigga, man. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Currency, shout out. You know, hopefully I can go ahead and get the interview one day. We gonna put that out into the universe. That's what this podcast is all about. It's about making our dreams come true. That is a dream. So when we do get there, we're going to come back to this and we're going to let everybody know what time it is. But I want to say, give a big shout out to Jet Life Currency, man. Big fan over here at the Ghetto Smart Podcast. So just see Rick Ross Tiny Desk Concert. Oh, I liked it. I liked it for the most part. Can't complain. I liked it. But Elijah, come on, man. Elijah Blake, come on, man. Larry Hoover, come on, man. Like, Larry, like, like, you don't have to sing Larry Hoover. Like, we didn't need backup vocals for John Brown. Man, shout out to Elijah Blake, man. I love him as an artist, but yeah, uh, I've seen better. Yeah, he he yeah he really didn't have a good day. I can really say that he really didn't have a good day. But all in all, Rick Ross Tiny Desk concert was pretty dope. You know, Rick Ross is one of the dopest artists out in the streets right now. Been one of the dopest. Um, nothing but respect over there. Two chains. This guy, two chains, was getting a damn pedicure during. <laughs> like, if that ain't the most two chains shit I've ever seen in my life, like this dude's performing getting a pedicure. But you want to know why I appreciate it? Because he putting it out there, yo, niggas. It's cool for y'all to get your feet done. Like that's one thing I never understood about dudes. Like. How are you okay with having black toenails and dark toenails and yellow toenails and shit? Like niggas' feet just just crusty. I get pedicures, so hey baby, my feet soft and they look nice. Yeah, fuck with me. These niggas out here, I don't get my feet done. That's gay. No, nigga, you gay for not getting your feet done. Like, that's not fair, bro. How would you feel if your girl was rubbing up against your legs with some scaly ass heels and shit? Toes like claws and stuff. You'll be disgusted. And if that would disgust you, you need to do the same for your woman. Yeah, fellas, she not saying that she ain't saying shit to you because she love you. But trust me, bro, she don't want them shits touching her. Do her a favor, man. Just go get a pedicure. Don't even tell her. Just go get it done and then come home and be like, hey, babe, look what happened to my toe. And she's going to look at your feet and be like, "You damn, you got a manicure? Oh, that's so sexy, daddy. Watch. No homo. Watch she say that to you. Watch she say that to you. Look, VC just trying to kick a little game to you niggas. I know you're not going to listen. It's going to go through one ear and out the other. But I'm letting you know. Get your goddamn feet done. 
Get your nails done too. Get 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 the manicure. Go ahead and drop about sixty in the nail store, man. Come on. Stop playing. It's twenty twenty one, man. We gotta start showing out for our queens, man. We want our queens to look good. We gotta look good for our queens too. How you just putting them dirty nails and shit on your girl, trying to stick it in her pussy and stuff? Nasty ass motherfuckers. I'm tired. I'm sick of y'all niggas. And see, I ain't even, I ain't even gonna talk about that no more. I'm sick of y'all niggas. I'm completely sick of y'all niggas. Daft Punk is breaking up. What? What kind of news is that? Like, that is crazy. Daft Punk is breaking up. I mean, these people been together for 28 years. 28 years. I'm not sure if this is, you know, a breakup because of beef. I'm not sure if this is a breakup because of money. I'm not sure. But, I mean, you know, me, somebody that that smokes a lot of good cannabis, Daft Punk is in my playlist. They have a couple bangers, you know, that I I put on repeat every now and then. But, you know, it, it just sucks, you know, when you're just around... And you're just so used to things, you know, you're just so used to things. And then it, it just comes to an end and then you sit back and it just makes you appreciate it more. And that can be another a play on this, too, you know, to where maybe they felt, you know, they weren't appreciated. And what are we doing? What are we doing this for? I'm hoping y'all don't make me feel that way. I love being here. And each day, we're just going to keep getting better and better because that's all we're going to do. And that's all I plan on doing for you, my audience, every single fucking day. Okay. I don't know, man. I think I done covered everything I wanted to come in here and talk about today. Oh, Kelly Rowland dropped an EP named K. It's awesome. I encourage everybody to go listen to that. I'm a huge Kelly Rowland fan. I love her music. It's great vibes. When you're with your lady, throw some Kelly Rowland on. Trust me, you won't regret it. There's other, plenty of other R&B artists. SZA. Oh, I mean, Happy Days. I, 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 I'm speechless on that. And I want to thank my ex-girlfriend for putting me on SZA. Fellas, I want to let y'all know, if she starts singing SZA, Front to back, your relationship is over. <laughs> I never understood that. I started listening to Scissor just off a of humbug. You know, I heard a song and, you know, just started getting into her catalog. And I was like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was over. So I just want to say, fellas, if your girl singing that Scissor a little bit too hard, I don't know, nigga. It might be a wrap for you. I also want to say look out for Currency Album uh, Collection Agency. That's going to be dropping on Friday. I'm I'm looking uh, real forward to that. So, Perseverance, the Mars rover, landed on Mars um, after a long weekend without any updates. NASA finally released the footage of the landing. And 
guys, this is dope. I mean, seeing from the parachute deploying to seeing the surface of Mars is absolutely dope. It's in HD. If you're into this type of thing, if you're a nerd such as myself, and you've seen some of the other uh, rovers landing on Mars, the pictures are, are absolutely horrible. I mean, looking at this video that NASA released, it is absolutely amazing. I hope everyone checks it out. Congratulations to NASA. I'm looking forward to all the research that's coming our way from this rover. Uh, with all the current technology, I can only imagine the type of analysis that's going to take place. My only issue with this going on right now is how do we have enough money and enough support to send a rover to Mars, but yet we can't get enough support to get checks to Americans who desperately need it? Why, why is it that we have to have these issues in America, the greatest country on this earth? where we have enough money and enough resources to send a rover to Mars, which is thousands of miles away from us. But yet we have to go through hell and high water for some of our struggle, struggling Americans to get what they need to survive. It just goes to show what's important. Now for me, somebody that's heavily involved in science and science news and what's going on. This is very important and I understand that, but I don't feel like it's more important than the people right now, especially my people, the American people. Let's not get that twisted. Yes, I'm black and I support my people. But when it comes to this country, when it comes to what's going on, my people is America. So, again, let's get off that tangent. <laughs> Good job, NASA. I'm really looking forward to um, doing a little bit more research into this to seeing what they're actually going to be conducting while the rover is there. But I do encourage everyone to check out the video that they released. Um, I'm watching it right now on cbsnews.com. So that's a good source. You know, if you have your source that you look at, go ahead and do that. Um, but yeah, good job, NASA. I want to send prayers out to the family of Prince Marky D of the Fat Boys who passed away. He was 52, very young, pioneer, legend, Wow, um, I'm reading here, it's stating that his hands and his feet were swollen and he went to the hospital, was told that he needed a stent and before the doctors could put a stent into him, he passed away. Uh, last week, you know, we had to send our prayers out to the family of Vincent Jackson. This week, Prince Marky D., I'm hoping this is a trend that's not going to keep on going in 2021. I think we've all seen enough death. We've heard of enough death. 
from COVID of last year, it just seems like, you know, we're starting just to become numb to this. It's just every week, you know, somebody that provided entertainment for us, somebody that, you know, put their lives on the line for us, you know, are gone. I hope it stops. Hopefully next Wednesday, I don't have to end the show saying RIP to anybody. Hopefully everyone stays healthy. Everyone stays living. Again, to the family of Prince Marky D, I want to send my prayers out. Absolute legend. I love the fat boys. My mother's from Jamaica, Queens. So, you know, that 80s hip-hop scene, you know, that was that was rampant in the house growing up. Much love, much love. Man, it just seems like almost every day somebody's passing away, you know. Um, just hold on tight to your loved ones. Let them know you love them. Drop the petty shit. It don't matter. At the end of the day, the petty shit don't matter. If you love them, holla at them. If you love them, let them know. It's the right thing to do. No matter how you feel. Matter of fact, since I'm the type of person I am, I want to challenge my listeners, man. Hit somebody up this week. You got till next Wednesday. Yes, you got fucking homework. Only podcast that's going to give you homework. That's why we the Ghetto Smart Podcast. Stop playing with me. Everybody, you got a week. Reach out to somebody. Maybe a cousin you haven't talked to, a friend you haven't talked to. Reach out to somebody. Hey, I love you. Hey, how you doing? Hey, just making sure you're all right. It don't have to be much. It doesn't have to be a 40-minute conversation. Hey, I was running into the office. You came across my mind. I just wanted to say, hey, man, hope you're doing all right. You know, hear your voice and all that. And, you know, I'll get up up with you later. You know, that's all it takes. So on that note, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I think we did enough podding for the day. I want to thank everybody for checking in with me, spending some time, hearing my thoughts. I hope everyone stays healthy. I hope everyone stays high. And I hope everyone gets by. Because those will be the three things that I'll be doing for the next week. Peace.